This is the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Hockey is more than a game. It's a lifestyle. It's you, the diehard supportive fans, your favorite players who are on the team you cheer for and the organization who supports them. The companies that make your gear, bags, and beer league sweaters, the hockey moms and hockey dads, and everything else that makes this House of Hockey your home. Come on in. I'm Breezy. And I'm Ray Ray. And And this this is is our our house. house. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the House of Hockey podcast, episode 115. I'm one of your hosts, Breezy. That's how you say it. 115. 115. Not 115. No. 115. (laughs) And I'm your other host, Ray Ray. Welcome to the episode. We're down to the conference finals, everybody. By the time this episode comes out on Tuesday, we will be in the conference finals. Uh, we will have a winner. We will have a decided team. We're recording this beforehand um, because we're not going to stay up until like 2 a.m. to record this. So <laughs> on the yeah. night before and yeah. then have me edit it. So, you know, we love you, but. That's a lot. That's a lot to do. That's (laughs) a lot. I mean, we're no chicklets. We're not making chicklets money here. But um, the Western Conference final begins today, Tuesday. The Oilers will be facing the Avs. And then the Eastern Conference final begins on Wednesday as the Lightning take on fill in the blank. (laughs) Exactly. But we have uh, a lot of other stuff that happened this past week that we're going to touch on. So... I don't even know where to start. Well, let's start with let's start with the West, the Oilers and the and the Avs. Like, let's go through. Let's to do. Let's go to the Battle of Alberta. All right. So you obviously watched a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. What uh, What were your thoughts? I have a lot of thoughts on it. There's a lot. There's a lot going on. Uh, but you didn't get to watch all the games, so. No, I can't stay up that late. East Coast time, it's killer, some of these games. Like, it's just, I can't stay up. And with the, all the overtimes, like, it's not my team playing. So I'm not staying up that late and being super stressed out and then, like, just wrecked the next day. Um, but I'm sure a lot of you are doing that and have done that. But East Coast folks know this is like, oh, my God, it's killer. But I guess, I guess... I don't know that I want to admit that I was wrong about the Oilers, like that McDavid and Dreisaitl are enough to win a Stanley Cup. Like, I'm not ready to fully admit that I was wrong in that um, because they still have to get through this because they're still not in the Stanley Cup final and they haven't won a cup. So I'm I'm treading water here with my comments. I, I will keep my thoughts about the Oilers a little more subdued. I would like, I'm going to be, I I really want to see how they're going to do against the abs because the abs are like the number one team. And as we know, everybody's like, they're going to win. They have way more depth, I think, than the Oilers. But um, to talk about the Calgary series, I really just think Calgary just missed. Do they just missed it? Like they have, they have it right. Like they have so much more, I think 
uh, all around, but they don't have that experience like the Oilers do, I think, in these situations. Um, but I think Calgary is going to be something to watch in the future. Also fully convinced that Ben Stelter is the good luck charm for the Oilers. He just had his sixth birthday. If you don't know who that is, he's a young boy who has cancer, who has become a friend of the team. And he's sort of like, is this another Layla Anderson scenario where she became the good luck charm for the blues. And then they won that year. I don't know. Is that crass to say that? Like, is, I feel like bad saying that. Is it bad to say that? No, I mean, I think that that obviously has something to do with it, right? They have a little bit yeah. of fire under them, but. Um, anyway, that, those are my thoughts. Um, McDavid's a machine. Like, like he's playing all the positions he's passing. He got like second assists on half of his goals, right? Like he's passing the puck to someone else who's passing it back to him. Does he get a second assist on that? No, like, but I don't think so. I don't know how that works, but it's like, he's just a machine. So I, I'm have nothing bad to say about that. That's good. That's good. What do Uh, you think? I'm, I'm thinking a lot and there's a lot. And I think it was partially because I, I don't want to say called out, but I think everyone falls. Um, I don't want to say victim, but everyone kind of thinks like, and it was brought up in a, in a social comment as well that I saw on uh, from it, from NHL that the NHL often will pinpoint a single player for marketing purposes. Mm-hmm. Right. But in, in hockey, it's always a we thing, never an I thing. But the NHL in general and ESPN, TNT, all these, you know, marketing and news sources will always pinpoint, pinpoint a single player. So I think mm-hmm. it often gets into people's heads like McDavid, 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 right? And, and I think I was wrong for, for thinking that as well. Because <laughs> the Oilers generally, I mean, they, they do have more than just, you know, Connor and Liam or Leon, Leon, gosh. So, I mean, they do trickle down and I think that they all collectively play well together. It's just that the team in general is overshadowed by the stardom of Leon and and Connor. Right. So Mm -hmm. um, I think when it comes to it, the team in general, they, they perform when they need to perform. Uh, if, if I'm saying that right. So they hit when they need to hit, they score when they need to score. Um, they play defensively when they played when they need to. And I think that as a whole, they're playing with purpose and whether or not you want to say that, that Ben supporting them. Wait, did you say progress? Purpose. Purpose. <laughs> I thought you said progress. Like the Canadians say, they call they say progress, not progress. They do. I don't think I said that. I think I said, no, purpose. you didn't. I just wanted you to say progress, but you oh. said purpose, which is completely different, which is, I've been having a lot of that this weekend. Sidebar really quick. Hold your thought. Antonio. I asked Antonio, I said, are you eating butter? Cause I heard the butter dish, mm-hmm. but I didn't hear anything else. I'm like, are you eating butter? And she goes, no. I go, are you eating butter? Oh yeah. I'm eating a toast with butter. I said, okay, that's what I just asked you. And you said no twice. (laughs) She said, I thought you asked if we were out of butter. 
carry on. We're okay. just, I'm just hearing things. It's fine. That's fine. I mean, I say Pro- sorry a lot, so. Yeah. Sorry. That's a Canadian thing. <laughs> yes. Pro- progress was the word you said? Purpose. Purpose. Oh, okay. boy. Purpose. Okay. Yeah. The Oilers cool. play with purpose. The Oilers are playing with purpose. Okay. And whether or not that <laughs> Ben is support or is a main driving factor of that or not, um, yes, I think that is the case, but I also think that the Oilers have a lot riding on them and I think that they have a lot to prove. I think they are the underdogs, even though you have these two guys with absolute stardom. Um, but I think the rest of the team is overshadowed by that simply because yeah. those are the only players you only really hear of, uh, on the Oilers, except for when Kane comes in and then you hear a little bit about that. But I mean, if you really trickle down and see who else is there, um, they, they really do have it. And, and I, for one, uh, should bite my tongue next time. I only uh, talk about one or two players, but, um, I don't know. I think that, uh, this next series against, uh, the avalanche and I'm going to, I'm going to pinpoint them again. And I probably shouldn't, but McKinnon versus McDavid is going to be wild for the sake of speed. Uh, yeah. but I think that the, uh, I think that the abs are, are good on paper. They obviously show it when you look at it on paper, you're like they should be dominating the, the Oilers, but mm-hmm. going back to, you know, overshadowing, I think that the Oilers are just as good on paper. It's just, they might not balance out throughout regular season, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So exciting. Yeah, it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be a series better than the battle of uh florida and the battle of alberta so i agree i think this series to see such talent on both teams in so many different ways just seeing how they are able to match each other though like it's either going to be i think it's probably going to be very low scoring series because like i think they're so well matched as far as like a lot of the elements of speed and and skill and determination because both teams I think are you know they've been close they've dabbled in in this role and they both I think are feeling what you were saying how they have a lot to prove and I think that I, I would be surprised if they were very high scoring games I just don't know unless unless they like both really fall apart and are unable to shut one another down. Right. But I, I feel like they're going to be more matched and it's going to be a lot harder. And I think it's not going to be as easy to, to score goals. Yeah. What do you think? Am I wrong? No, I I don't think you're wrong. I think that's obviously going to come down to, you know, defense and their goalies and Darcy Kemper obviously can, can play the heck out of that net. But, Mm -hmm. um, same with Mike Smith, but, and you have two completely different goalies there. Right. So, but very similar at the same time. So, I mean, I would be surprised if there were, you know, five, six, seven gold games uh, that teeter totter on both sides. Like, are we going to see a five, five matchup? I don't know. I would assume me personally, I would assume it'd probably be more of a a three, four or or a three, two matchup uh, game, but uh, only time will tell. Who knows? I mean, there's such scoring power on both sides. I mean, that can be yeah. completely wrong. So I've been wrong before. 
uh, I am terrified to make any sort of uh, prediction here because I seem to always be wrong. So I should just do the opposite, but <laughs> you're not always wrong. Uh, you should see my bracket. It's pretty bad. <laughs> well, good thing you're only doing two bucks a play, right? That's true. That is true. Can we could we talk a little bit more about the Avs at, while we're talking about them? And then can we go back to Calgary in a second? Can we stick yeah. with this dynamic? Yeah. So there was two things about the Avs that came up that I thought were interesting, which I didn't really know. But the Avalanche's uh, Josh Manson, um, his father, former player, uh, now assistant coach for the Oilers, they're going to be facing each other. Is that not going to be bananas? I didn't have enough time to like go and research the last time like a father coach was facing against a son on the ice. You know what I mean? Or even coaching a son. I'm sure there is somebody, I mean, like maybe like this, I don't know, one of the legendary families of hockey. Like I wouldn't be surprised, but this is so exciting. And did you see the quote that Josh said about his dad? His dad was like, when, when, what was it? Game six. Yeah. With the blues. Yeah. We, I want you to win game six so I can see my granddaughter. Yeah. <laughs> Cause he like, they haven't seen her. I'm sure like traveling right. countries, Canada, COVID, all these kinds of things. It's their first grandchild. So I just right. think that's going to be interesting. There was a whole article, obviously his dad was like, I'm not, coaching him like I don't coach him I don't ever offer like he has his own coaches I keep my you know stuff out of it but like how crazy could you imagine if your dad was on the opposing team trying to beat you on the ice like that's just crazy to me that is crazy and I think that's just gonna add to the intensity of uh the series right so yeah yeah and then the other thing about the Avs, what, which is related to me, the Chicago Blackhawks, is Darren Helm. He scored the clinching goal for the Avs in game six. And he which good did, for him. Right? Good for him. He did that <laughs> 13 years earlier against to get the series winner for the Red Wings when they eliminated the Chicago Blackhawks. Hawks. Yeah. I, uh, I, I saw was- that did you see that clip like of the goals they like lined up the goals and you could see like the one from the Blackhawks and the Red Wings and then this one like it was pretty cool I didn't see it I was watching the game though and then when he scored I was like good for that guy poor dude's been stuck on the Red Wings not really making it far and then he comes out and then just crushes that goal um and I think that's what hockey's all about right I mean yeah whether or not you're a fan of, of the team, but if you know someone of the player's history, um, you got to know that like he probably felt so good after that. And that goal alone could have been better than the last 50 goals he's had in his career, you know? <laughs> right. Like those are the goals you remember. That's what we hear yeah. from the players when we interview them, right? Is like right. those kinds of goals that are the ones that really stick out in their minds yeah but yeah those were some fun headlines facts that i saw um okay before we go to the east i wanted to talk about the insane amount of injuries that the calgary flames players had 
Holy moly. Pretty bad. Okay. Chris Tanev had a dislocated shoulder and was still playing. I thought they said he also had a sprained neck at one point. Yeah. He had like major, major. I shared them to our thing because I was like, I'm not going to remember. Tanev says he dislocated his shoulder. He'll be having surgery next week. Says his recovery will be four to six months, but he was still playing that series, right? He was, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Bananas. And then uh Nikita Zajorov had three fractured ribs he suffered in round one and managed to still play defensively. Like three crack fractured ribs. Are you kidding? So many people, like, you can't even breathe. The pain is so bad when that happens. Like, what? Um, Just insane. Hockey guys are just bananas. Like, they're just nuts. And the drive and the passion and the love, I would imagine. I don't I don't really think in this day and age we have coaches saying, shoot them up and put them on the ice. Like, I think a lot of it is left up to the players to decide. Um, there's so much protocol nowadays with team doctors that, like, they have to clear them. And like the whole Sidney Crosby story in the playoffs, like he was not cleared to play. Like the doctors were like, no. And he was like, I'm going to play. And the coach is like, you know, I trust him to make the best decision for himself. And like, you know, I don't know that you can really argue with Sidney Crosby. So maybe that's an exception to the rule, but like, you know, I think, (laughs) I think that's, just just nuts so yeah. I, I mean I it all know. goes back to like I, I mean uh and Leon was playing with like a sprained upper ankle or something but right. I always like it's that... not like it's gotten better his ankle by the way no. like he's not no. resting his ankle <laughs> he's right. still playing you know I always just think back to I want to say it was 2017 when the the Penguins were playing the Preds. I think it was that that series mm-hmm. where Nick Bonino was playing with a broken foot. He broke his foot during the game, I think it was. He knew it was broken, but he continued to play. And I believe he wow. scored like the game-winning goal. Oh, my God. And he... Uh, could you imagine skating on a broken foot, blocking shots with a broken foot? I mean... no. And I'm sure those dates are probably wrong. So forgive me, but I just always go back to that. I'm like, can you really, I mean, there's people that play with like insane injuries and you're like the playoffs. I mean, during regular season, you obviously can't do that, but the playoffs are just such a, like a wild time that I think that's what makes it great. Right. I mean, obviously you don't want anybody to be hurt, but knowing these guys are going through so much and that just makes the sport so much tougher than than anything else and yeah um, that's why hockey guys are the, this is the toughest sport yeah like i have no sympathy Probably for next like rugby, rugby could well, be yeah <laughs> yeah but like yeah. i have no sympathy for the athletes in any of the other sports like maybe if like a pitcher had a broken finger and he was still throwing the ball which he wouldn't because you can't hold the ball like right. it's just like it's not possible right in a lot of these yeah. sports right to actually like in that specific of an example but i'm just like oh you guys are wusses i just can't oh it's gross i want to see some tough guys like just go out there and like the passion to play through an injury like that 
Yeah. That's what gets me about these headlines. Like it's so, so shocking because they don't disclose this, right? Like they don't disclose it during playoffs, obviously because they don't want the other team taking advantage of that. Right. But you can tell a little bit on the ice when somebody is like, like if you really watch your team and you really know your players, like you could see when somebody's a little off, but, um, and then Marchi, uh, this is not, obviously he does not play for the flames, but Brad Marchand underwent arthroscopic labral repair on both of his hips after playing in the Stanley cup playoffs. Uh, what your hips? Like, are you serious? Like hips in hockey? That's like the, that's everything, right? That's your power. That's like how you get anywhere, right? Like, I mean, it's like, how did he do that? How on earth did he do that? I have no How idea. do they do it? I don't know. They must have some serious adrenaline to have to get through some pain like that. I mean, I'm dealing with like, I think a sprained pinky toe, much like you have done. Right. And it's like, you feel like you can't walk right. And it's like, yeah. these guys are with, uh, I don't know. I know. I, need to I don't know. This week's episode of the House of Hockey podcast is brought to you by Hockey Fans. The pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. Oh, yeah. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. That's THPN for the Hockey Podcast Network. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win. You get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. What was this um, statistic you had about McDavid with no points in the regulation and then getting oh, yeah. the overtime? I think that, just goes, that just goes back to um, performing and playing when they need to, right? So um, that entire last game, it was game five. McDavid had no points during yeah. the entire four. It was four or four on, not four on four. It was tied 4-4. That's what I'm trying to say. (laughs) In regulation, they go into overtime. The only point he gets in that game is that OT winning goal. And I was the second assist he gave himself. Yeah. And I'm telling you, that celebration that he had reminded me of all those clips that you see from the olden days Mm -hmm. of, you know, Gretzky going down, doing those, you know, sellies and whatnot. That's going to be the clip that they're always going to show probably of him now uh because you could just see how happy he was and relieved he was and um that was probably my my favorite part of that entire series was that Mm -hmm. last uh, celebration that just he had because i i just thought it was uh 
I don't know. Just something about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think we can circle back one round and go back to the Battle of Florida, which ended with the lightning sweeping. And I already forgot who they played. I've already they moved on. The Panthers. They play the Thank Panthers. you. I knew that the Battle of Florida. We Hello. We Hello, Rachel. Jesus. <laughs> we were chatting about it because we had originally said that we didn't think that it would be a sweep. We um, didn't. And then it ended up being a sweep. And although we were like, could it be? Probably not. Yada, yada, yada. Um, you had mentioned last week that the reason why the Lightning do so well is because they had a beach day. Oh, right. Um, and the Panthers went to the strip Panthers. club did not have a beach day they had another day started with bees apparently <laughs> um booties maybe um, Bo- booties so. and boobies they had a booties and boobies day yeah. <laughs> if that's true it's uh, a rumor yeah um, either way that's they just, just fell apart bad. they just yeah, fell apart just, it just seemed Panthers. like they weren't weren't playing and um Gosh, I, I don't really have any other comments. I think it's just, I, I expected more out of the Panthers, I, I think. I think whoever ends up playing the Lightning, they're seriously going to need to come out strong. The Lightning have had a lot of rest time. It's more bonding time that they've had. Yeah. Um, Again, reminder, everyone, we're filming this before the the Rangers Canes. and the Kane series. God, my brain is just like... I've already just elim- like I've forgotten all the first round. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you who they played. Like I'd really have to think really hard. I just no, it's like I, I think... go off the short term and I'm moving into the just correct. Yeah, no, I Are think you that way. Because... My brain just doesn't work like that with sports. Like yeah, I think it's because we we do this every week, and so we're so yeah. focused on certain things that like I forget. I used to be so good with stats, with players on each teams, with yeah, with crazy like headlines and and just kind of like analyzing certain things and now because we're so focused on like giving like certain information each week and stuff that we have to like, provide I've forgotten about everything and that is so yeah. bad that is I so know bad. I think that's such one of so one of the differences between the way guys look at this is it a, I don't know if it's a guy thing but I think it's a lot more common like guys can go like I had I went just went on a friend of the show's podcast it's called Second City Sports as a guest talking hockey and he was like what's your favorite memory from the 2013 series when the Blackhawks played the Red Wings and I was like I don't know I don't remember what happened that long ago like I couldn't tell you and like my brain doesn't work like that I have no idea like I couldn't tell you who they played in the first I I couldn't tell you anything about it I couldn't tell you anything about it I just like it's gone I'd have to go back and like read everything and then it would like trigger some stuff but my brain is like not conditioned to commit that kind of content to the long-term memory. Like I have to really sit and think like, how long has it taken me for freaking figure out which Kachuk plays on which team? I That's just true. barely get that right. Like that is true. <laughs> it's just like the import level of importance on my mind is like, it doesn't really, it just, it's not there. Is that you too? How do you do? I, I don't know. Just like, could you sense. tell me your favorite memory from the second round of the Kings in the 2012 Stanley cup playoffs? Who do they even play? I couldn't tell you. 
No, I mean, I think it has to be like a monumental time that like sticks with you, right? Like, yeah. I think I remember when the Kings, I think it was that, it was that first series or no, it was the third See? series in the 20, exactly. 2012 where Dustin Penner scored a goal and that's like what made them move on. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's certain things like that where you're like, and then I go back and I'm like, wait, was it that series? And what it was Dustin Penner, but like, who was it? Right. Um, I'm d- Couldn't, no, like, I mean, my brain just like doesn't work that way. I have doesn't to... mean that you suck at hockey or you don't know right. anything about it or you don't know anything about baseball if you're watching this. It's just the fact of like, I, I guess, I mean, it just depends on what you got going on in your regular life. I guarantee you though, if you were to put anybody in a situation like what we do like each week and you cover like everything from yeah. top to bottom and you're focused on trying to provide as much information and then we bring on a guest and we like are telling them like this is what we're going to talk about but then you throw like a hard-hitting question like yeah. oh yeah what's the, who's on the third line and like right. the fourth I don't know it's <laughs> like couldn't tell you know. no and so when we got off the air I was like Hey, next time you're going to have to like, give me a heads up so I can like dig back and like, try to remember something like that. Cause this is not how my mind works, boom. No. but, uh, it was and still fun. Dumb, and then you're like, I should know that. Cause it's yeah. my team, but like, that's a long time ago. Yeah. And I think, you know, I was explaining to him that like 2010 was when I really, and I've said it here If you go back and listen to episode one of the podcast, like (laughs) 2010 was really when I really started following hockey, the Blackhawks, like anything before that, I really, I, I didn't follow it. I didn't watch it. I didn't fall in love with it until then. So it's my knowledge too, is like a little bit, I'm, I'm missing a big chunk of hockey timeline. Right. And I do my best to, you know, listen to interviews with other people on other podcasts to, to grow my understanding of, of history of different teams. But I was like, I, I didn't have, I wasn't doing a weekly podcast where I was like watching hockey every night, you know, to, to like, have stuff to talk about. So it's just a little bit different, but anyway, that was a very long, this makes you feel any better. Uh, Tracy, our our friend, Tracy, the pod, she had tagged me in a photo and it was when she was last on, or it was when she had her episode on. I was like, Oh Uh my gosh, crazy. It's been a year already. And she goes, it's been three. I was like, it's been three or two. Maybe. I don't know. It's been two years. It's been two years. See, more examples guys just because we can't remember that doesn't mean our opinions are invalidated (laughs) right timelines are crazy i don't know maybe we're just making stuff up at this point but it's true you know next week guys we'll we'll dive a little bit more into our thoughts on the eastern conference final because we're recording this before the 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 team that they're (laughs) playing uh is determined but I had something I wanted to talk about, though, in regards to the New York Rangers that's already happened, and, and it's Shesterkin, who is a beast. And 37 saves to win game six, and he had two assists. The goalie is assisting goals. 
But now that's like McDavid assisting himself for the OT winner, like second assisting. Like what? What? This is just nuts. You don't see this, especially in the playoffs. I feel like this is just so rare, at least in my short time of <laughs> being very involved in the hockey world. But uh, I love to see it. I think I, I was talking about this, too. And I was saying that, like, what big shoes Igor had to fill in taking over in New York, where you have Henrik Lundqvist, who is a legend in the league around the world. Even he's like one of the most recognized hockey players outside of this new generation of players. And to step in and be as incredible as he is, um, and has had this year, what is it? I don't know how many seasons it's been. I don't know. Don't ask us numbers guys, but either way, this, I think this is his second season. Yeah. Uh, like fully yeah. in this role. And, um, it's just incredible to see and him being so calm under pressure and just playing so well, I think he's going to become, if he stays on this path, he could become somebody like a Vasilevsky with the years and the experience and that calm and that just sort of like ability to see the game the way he does. Right. No, I agree. I think that he, he's got some finesse about him. That's like different than somebody else. Um, And I think it's, a breath of fresh air for Rangers fans and Mm -hmm. for the Rangers team and organization. And not that uh, Lundqvist was, I mean, we can't even put him into any category, but (laughs) I just think that the Rangers organization and like from head to toe, plus all the fans, their heart was always with Lundqvist. So to think about having someone else come in, um, Maybe it was a little bit unknown. Maybe they would have wanted, you know, could a flurry come over and like be there and the next guy, but then you would have heartbreak again if he got traded or whatever. So I think having, um, you know, Igor come in and be that guy uh, again, big shoes to fill, but I think he's doing a pretty good job and maybe he's not necessarily filling those big shoes. Maybe he's fulfilling his own shoes and making his own path uh, on the Rangers. And I think that it is a great thing for, um, everybody, uh, the whole entire, you know, city of, uh, of New York. And, uh, that feels weird saying the city of New York, but it's kind of, it's New York, New York, right? Yeah. <laughs> New York city, New York city. So but anyway. I like the city of New York. That's like way more serious. That's, that's, that's my, uh, finesse on that one. It's like, you don't say Los Angeles city right? Like it's the city of Los Angeles. So that's probably why you would say LA city when it comes to like, I know what like police departments and fire departments, LA city. Yeah. That's what it is. Really? Yeah. Cause oh, there's LA city like and LA LAPD. County. Yeah. Yeah. It was LAPD, but fire in the fire department, it's LA city or LA County. Oh, Oh, okay. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying, yeah. but yeah, you would not say like, I'm going to Los Angeles city. No, you say like city of LA. (laughs) Yeah. City of LA. Right. Like the city of New York. Right. That sounds weird to me. Is it because it's named New York? Like it's New York to New York's. Yeah, I think so. That way it's confusing to my brain. Add it to the list. NYC. It's good for the NYC. 
Yeah. But then do you New say York the? It, no. That's an LA thing, adding a the. Adding a the, yeah. That's, a, that's an LA thing. Um, we digress. Yes. What else is left? Anything um, today, more? Yeah, what? today, Sunday, uh, Jason Spezza announced his retirement after 19 seasons. Uh, he played for Ottawa. He was drafted second overall uh, by the Ottawa Senators, played for Dallas, and played for the Maple Leafs. And he's going to join the Leafs head office immediately, which I think is a fantastic move um, for everybody, for the Maple Leafs. Holy crap. Hopefully. Uh, They need that. that. Uh, So he recorded 995 points throughout his 1,248 career regular season games and collected 76 points in all playoff games that he has been in. Um, And again, he was the first round, second overall pick. And he has a laundry list of achievements. I was going to list them out, but it is a lot. And we all know that I can't talk for long periods of time before <laughs> I start like messing words up. So um, great, great season. I think he's probably one of the most respected uh, players that I, he's so recognizable. And I think people are, are always going to respect him in, in a certain way, even though your team, you know, may not be one of the teams that he's played for, but um, I don't think there's anybody that will say anything bad about, you know, Spets. So uh, congrats to him. And I think he's going to do really well in the uh, head office. So I think they need somebody of this generation of play of his generation of play in there. I mean, did he make a big difference with the boys? This season? I think he was definitely a backbone, for sure. He was definitely what? A backbone, for sure. Backbone. He's always kind of a backbone guy. He's He brings yeah. a lot to the room. So I think he, what he can bring to the head office will bring a lot of respect and maybe not so much like what we've talked about, like, you know, the flashing lights of Toronto and the Maple Leafs. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of things maybe are, could be joked at um maybe not taken so seriously uh maybe that's the wrong terms but I think having him in there and the amount of respect that all those players have um and I think the amount of respect that his colleagues will have um is going to be uh I think it's going to make a difference for sure what that difference is I don't know um only time will tell but yeah. We got to wait till the the new season starts, but we still got to get through these playoffs and uh, and a stand <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how much the head like front office guys give Spaz. Like, how much input are they going to really take from him, and how are they going to you know use that to get a team that can get out of the first round of the playoffs. You know, I think there's a lot to be seen and I, obviously there's stuff that goes on behind the scenes that we don't ever get to know, but I think you can tell by what happened. Whoa, my hair looked crazy there for a second. Uh, I got a cut. It always happens guys, the short hair thing, but I get a cut like the first week or two. It just kind of is very Jim Carrey, but uh Anyway, that's, I don't know. I lost my train of thought. I'm done. I'm done talking now. Okay. Well, I think that's all we have uh, this week. We'll have more next week.
Thanks for coming over to our House of Hockey podcast and hanging out with us. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And in the meantime, you can follow us on social media. Just look for House of Hockey podcast. We'll be back next week.